This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. The Custer's Black Podcast, whatever that is. Hello and finally, welcome back to Series 7, Episode 2 of the Custer's Black Podcast. Uh, thanks for your patience. As you can obviously understand, it's not been the greatest thing to talk about. But thanks for those who have obviously sent messages and you know, when you've seen me, they've said, uh, you know, ask me when it's coming back. It's, it's quite strange, but... It is much appreciated. Finally, an episode where we can be one Martin free, or at least by what, 1st November, be Ron Martin free. And that will be the last time that his name is mentioned on this podcast. Or maybe not, you know, we'll have to see on that one. But we wanted to do a longer episode, but unfortunately, neither can commit to that at the moment with our sort of, you know, work and life balance. So we do have something a bit different lined up. We will be splitting this into a two-parter. Invite several people on to... Ask them what we thought were quite key questions, only short, but you know, just a quick overview on, on how they were feeling and how they're feeling now, I guess. So the first two we had lined up was uh, Ollie and Simon. I think Ollie answered his questions brilliantly. I think a lot of the answers will be different to what other people felt, or at least do feel, but I think it, it's a very sensible approach. And Simon, well, a lot of people know Simon, he's, he's been around, you know, he's a bit of a face at South End. And, you know, he's, he can talk about South all day. His, his, his passion is clear. So, uh, yeah, as I say, hopefully something a bit different. Hopefully you enjoy it. And we will be back. Uh, we do have, well, I have, I don't know if Scott knows this, I have one lined up and uh, someone who I can't wait to talk to. So, um, yeah, I say thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. I'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for joining us anyway, mate. Thanks for on. We're going to start with, what was your start? So before the takeover in Athens, so these last sort of six months, what was your start on the entire thing? Yeah, I say when it when it got announced, obviously there was all the pressure, wasn't there, on on Ron to to sell for a long time before that. Um, you know, stupidly, I was one of them people back in the day that backed him to be the chairman. I think this is when we came down to League Two originally. Um, I was in the Echo, basically backing him and saying like, you know. We've had good times, so it's, uh, it's stay behind it, you know. And it's 
sort of haunted me since then. Um, and I've I completely lost all my trust in in Ron. When um, you put it up for sale, um, my level of trust in that basically meant that yeah, you know, I put my neck out on the line right about right about to start on on the old shrimp zone and said he's he's not going to sell. He will not sell. I just did not believe for a second back in what was it March. He wouldn't. He would sell. It, it just seemed like it was like a get off my back sort of uh, move. And in annoyingly, it looked like I was going to be right for a very long time, and I hated that. It was just horrendous. I don't. I don't think you sort of silly enough to back him in that sense. Yeah. At the end of the day, he was a chairman. It's you. You kind of people wanted to back him because you didn't see. You almost didn't see a future without him. It was if he's not there, what what's going to happen? Because who who's going to want to take the club? in this situation. So I don't think it was, it might have been a bit of blind faith maybe, but I wouldn't say you're stupid to back it. I think it's one of those ones in hindsight. For me, it was like, you know, for me, I could say he's clearly put money into the club at the time. Uh, we've had the good times. We've seen the money be spent. Um, so it wasn't, it was always the, the case of, you know, <laughs> where's the Eastwood fund or whatever back in the day, but money was spent and he had invested and we we had large wage bills. And I think a lot of it just came down to not having the correct people in the club to make the correct decisions in a footballing sense. Um, and it, Ron would have just thrown his money down the drain without having a CEO and having someone that actually understood football. A lot of his money just got pissed away. Um, and then he's found himself in that problem. So there's me backing him at that point, rightly so, because he was putting money into the club. So from a fan's perspective, it's like, what else... What else could we ask for from a from an owner? Yeah, he's a tough one. He, he, I, 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 I'm not going to say I was pro Martin, but I certainly wasn't anti him until probably about four years ago, maybe, which, which might seem like a long time for some people. But some mm. people from the very start were anti Ron, saying that he's going to absolutely destroy this club from the very beginning. So, um, where, where were you still going to games? Was you boycotting? Was you what, what was you doing? Um, no, I was still going before COVID. Um, when COVID happened, obviously none of us could go. And that's when it sounds like sounds bad because obviously we're out at the football league and then you stop going and it's but it was more I couldn't bring myself to go with what was sort of going on off the pitch. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get behind it. I, I had no love for any of the players. That group of players from like you know like League Two going into the National League when at the start of the season with Phil Brown and there was there was nothing there for me to really see. This is my club. Makes sense. Everything. <laughs> <felt like that>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looking back, everything felt like was it has the nostalgia of football gone? Was it just because oh I was younger, so therefore going to the games was something that I enjoyed because I was I was younger and it was the magic of the football and maybe I've you know, going in the professional world and working with football clubs it just seemed like it all worn off. I'm still passionate. I still follow the games. I'm listening on the radio. I follow on Twitter, but I couldn't bring myself to go to the game because I felt like it was a lot of money really to get the sort of the passion there. And then the Collymore movement happened. And for me, it was, I'm starting to see some characters form. I'm starting to see some personality finally from the club. Uh, Mayer gets appointed as manager, my absolute lifelong favourite player from Southend. And all of a sudden, I'm like, no, the magic's there again. I'm starting to get behind it. But then you got the dispute with obviously Ron and everything. I just couldn't again, bring myself to the, to the ground because of what's going on. It's not something I could get passionate behind. I thought, no, I'd just get annoyed. I'll be going to the game and if we ever win, I'm so disappointed still. So it was difficult. But I, I, me and Mason already said, like, you know, if this takeover was going to happen, yeah, you know, we're looking at that season ticket, like half season ticket ready, getting that straight away. Like we'll be back at we'll be back at Rootsall as of the 21st. 
and I'm planning on going every game. So <laughs> exact exact same as me. I'm pretty sure it's your same squad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I went up until the end of last season. However, I got to be honest and say I wasn't a paying customer. I was in a position where I was working, not for the club. That is worth noting. So I was watching games, not really as a supporter. I was I was doing a job, and even then, sometimes that there were times, even though I knew I was being paid to be there, I still didn't want to be there. Within the last two years, but that all come to an end at the end of last season and I I just looked at it with just the way it was in the summer like I, I cannot put another penny in that man's pocket and probably at times this season I have I have cut my nose off to spite my face like because it's it's been good but I, I felt it, it went a lot deeper than that and at, at, like I say at times it felt like I was punishing myself but I thought I'm not doing it however I will be honest enough to say that I was going to go to that Oxford City game regardless of if the takeover had been announced or not because if that had have ended up being our last game, if we were wound up the next day, I would never have lived it down if I voluntarily didn't go. So I ended up going, lifting my self-imposed boycott because the takeover had been announced. But I was going to go anyway to that one because... I wanted to see the last game if it if it comes to that. Yeah, I did the same. What was the previous game uh, we had when uh, we all thought it was going to go down the pan? There's been many. I want to say Eastley, but I feel like that might have been wrong. <laughs> that was the last one. Not, it wasn't the last one I went to. That was the first one I went to post-COVID where I was like, I've got to go. Then I went on. Then I went into a bit of a string of things around about Christmas time, and they're doing like five pound tickets, and then we had, we got a bit of a got a bit of a run going. I think that's when we had uh, Matthew Dennis up front and people like that. So started to sort of go to go to them sort of games because I felt like there was a bit of a, a culture forming again. But yeah, I've not. I'm, I've probably been to three games, three or four games since we were in League One. And oh wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, originally I was like, "Oh, I'll go away games," but then I just found that the the ones I want to go to, I'm I'm not wasn't quick enough on the trigger, so they're all sold out. And then I hesitate too long, and then it's just again, it's just like, yeah, it'd be fun, but I'm I really that sort of into it again, you know. So there's there was too much going on in terms of off the pitch for me to really be passionate about it. I think also a problem you get on that one, because a, a lot of people had that stance, particularly at the start of this season, including me, and I haven't done an away game yet. Just It's just the way that things have fallen. I haven't been able to get to one because one of the main reasons being it's, it's since we've come into the National League, it always seems to be quite a Northern League. So there's a lot of them are absolute treks. There's not, there's not many on your doorstep. And the mm. ones that we do seem to have that are a little bit closer... A lot of them tend to be on a Tuesday. Yeah, which is hard to get to when you work. Yeah, uh, it's hard to get the time off. Uh, it, it takes solace in the fact that when you don't go, and a thousand others do go, so I'm hardly mm. missed. I mean, our fans away from home are, you know, credit to every single one of them. I, I, sadly, I can't put myself into that category of being one of them, but, you know, you see you see them on Twitter being mentioned even by the National League themselves about our support mm. and statistics on our way support and, yeah, but you say that though. I I don't think it makes you any less of a supporter of the club. The fact that you haven't been to to games, everyone's had their own their own stance on things, and you can support from afar. Doesn't make you any less of a fan. 
Yeah, well, what's that? Listen, a fan. I'm just a huge admirer of the ones that have continued to go. Because I look at it as like you know, almost like bigger than me. <laughs> so I couldn't bring myself to it. But if everyone had that stance, our club would die, and a lot quicker than it probably looked like it was going. And I think all the ones that did go and they put up with it and they really stuck it out probably gave us a few more months for this mm. takeover to happen. Um, so I think every single one of them, pat on the back. I say I can't put myself in that category. I say just a, a supporter, the seldom seen shrimpers I call myself because <laughs> don't get on the ground. But um, <laughs> no, it's um, a positive time to head now, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's quite an honest answer there, to be fair. You was, you're almost in the middle of you weren't boycotted, but you weren't going. You almost couldn't just bring yourself to go because of the, you know, it was almost getting you down too much. You you just like, I'm, just, I'm not going. So that leads me on to my next question, actually. It's it's what did you did what did you truthfully think was gonna happen? And you touched on it earlier when you said you, you was you didn't think he was gonna sell. So what do you think was gonna happen? I thought he was gonna basically run it directly into the ground and either I really, really thought the club was going to fold or go into administration at the very, very least, which would have just screwed everyone over. It's it's difficult because I I come across quite pessimistic and sort of in football is maybe mainly a defence because you know you expect the worst. You never you know your weekend is not ruined, you know. So I do that with results <laughs> in general. If it's a big game, I'm like, oh well, we probably, we might lose, but you know it's this is one of those. But with this, it was sort of like I was pessimistic naturally for it, just based on everything that's going on. And it, it, the evidence was all backing up. I could see it was going in this direction of, I think it might actually happen. I think we might actually fold. The further it went along, the more it started to replicate Berry. All this talk of new owners and all this talk of nothing's happening. And this is what happened with them. And it, it doesn't, it happens overnight. And in terms of the club actually collapsing, ultimately. And I was like, you know, it, it could go to the court. And, and be done and it could have happened numerous times it's only, as the judge pointed out it's only because it was a football club that he, mm-hmm. he gave us them extensions and you, that, that was the huge wake up call and I thought I couldn't see it happening and what was going to change in that period of time and when, when even like the talk of the, the current deal that's been obviously signed or whatever even that when that was mentioned I, I was thinking I can't see this actually, actually happening it almost seemed too good to be true uh, it seemed like it was just going to be dragged on and on and on. The day before, or the second of October, I was like adamant it was going to be administration. And then when the rumblings start happening that, that something's going to happen and it's going to be paid and, you know, the rest is history. But I firmly believe that for a long time we're going to fold. Well, with it, yeah, without going into too much detail, what I, I think, I was thinking um, that's what, your thoughts is there is what, what I was going through. I was like, this is not going to happen. Administration or liquidation is the more, you know, there's a higher possibility that's going to happen than, than a sale. So I'm not going to ask you, how did you feel after it got announced? Because that's kind of obvious, but I'm almost going to jump the gun a bit now. I'll be like, what do you see the future of the club now? You know, where do you see us going? Um, I'll, I'll briefly answer, answer the question you, you weren't going to ask. It was... I'm obviously jubilant that it was like this huge reprieve. But with what's gone on over the last couple of years, I'm still left with this little bit of anxiety that until the 1st of November and I see Justin mm. Breach standing on the pitch holding the shirt, I'm a little bit wary. But if it all goes to plan as it as we think it should, you know, for me, I, I, I'd be looking at that realistically as a supporter and saying the next three to five years, build a team in the National League, get our affairs in order, get roots all 
redeveloped or at least cleaned up and then look to push on to the, the national onto the EFL. I think if we try and jump the gun with that and put a lot of pressure on it, I think there's a lot of moving parts and potentially a lot of things that could, <laughs> could go wrong. And I think, you know, realistically, we say five years we're back in the EFL. I think that's a huge achievement. Quite 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 a um, sensible approach, to be fair, because I can't imagine there'll be many taking your approach. They'll want to be in the, in the they'll want promotion next season. I can tell you that for a fact. Most I'm people. one of them people. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we all want it, but um, yeah, you, you, as you say, there's a lot to sort of out here. There's a lot of fans of books, the stadium, the training ground. I mean, we we still don't know what's happening. With it's going to be a lot ground. of the stuff that people won't see, and and that that is what might ultimately end up being quite frustrating for the supporters. They're going to want, you know, a load of new signings coming in. They're going to want, everyone's probably watched the Wrexham documentary. They're going to be expecting that or something very similar. It's not going to be as simple as that. As you say, the, the first thing they're going to have to do is <laughs> sort out the state of the books. And as a supporter, you're not, you're not going to see that. So it might look like not a lot is being done, but trust me, this it needs rerouting. Yeah, it's been right from the core for a long time. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, we need to sort our training ground out. We need to sort of stadium out. We've got a good group of players that, unfortunately, if we don't if we don't go to the Football League in the next couple of years, some of them are going to get sold on. They are going to move on. There's going to be stages in the in in our future that players will be sold and new players will be bought in. And we just got to think, let's kind of get used to it under this new regime. And uh, if we're in the Football League, Five years from now, I want that to be the starting point of a long, sustainable future in the Football League. I don't want to go up and come back down and be this sort of jumping around where we're just blowing all our budget to go up and then can't sustain it. So, you know, we've had it in the in the past. We've had a lot of success that hasn't really been sustained. So I would rather us build up something in the National League and then take us to the Football League and say, right, now we are now a League One minimum and in the mm-hmm. state. Yeah, it's, it's a very sensible approach and one that I think I just about am in alignment with. When you say back in the EFL within five years, do you mean League One or will, or will you take? I'll take, League, I'll, I'll take League Two. I'm saying like, you know. See, that's the only thing I differ on. I, I kind of agree with with that approach. I want to be back in League One within five years. Yeah, I it wouldn't be out of the realms. You know, if you're building a, a club like Southend, if they if they do it the way that I would envisage of build build the club up at the National League, going in, into League Two and into League One, that should be mm-hmm. obviously the steady progress. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, if on that fifth season we were starting off in League Two, then I'm 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 happy, and I think mm-hmm. we will look like a solid solid unit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we we've spoken about it loads of times before as well since we come into the National League, the way that the promotion and the playoff structure is done, where only the champion is guaranteed the automatic spot, you've got to be good to get out of this division, to be guaranteed to get out of it, because the playoffs are a lottery. And that is why so many times you see the, the team that goes and wins the National League, they go and they they more than hold their own in League Two, and they go up again. So I think you're exactly right we, where you say if we can do a lot of the groundwork with the, the football team in this division, that does set us in good stead for when the day hopefully comes. We are back in League Two. We will more than certainly hold our own. 
yeah and i think that you know i think that will be the the plan in my you know it's, it's got like they talk about the grimsby model um at the time with the way they came down the way they done everything yeah, that, that's again sustainable football i've not really paid attention too much to grimsby i know they're sort of like mid-table in, in league. yeah they're, they're doing okay yeah yeah but they don't they don't done well it's like, everyone's going to compare it to wrexham obviously but then you say look at knots county uh arguably could have won the league any one of them now now top of league two absolutely mm. fine so with the national league they need to change that. I, I've always I've said for a long time that the bottom half of League Two and the top half of the National League could give each other a good game of the week. Hundred percent. So yeah. so even at them tops, and there's teams in League Two that on National League sides that stay up because only two teams go down, and then you look mm-hmm. at the National League, you've got League Two teams that can't get out of it, and and obviously it's a selling league. They, so, Boreham Wood completely fallen away, like when you think. They lost their team last season could could have easily been top half league two. It's just I'm, I'm not a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, the the, the pyramids the pyramid is failing that because you look at the one that I've never understood. But that one is in League One, four come down. So obviously four come up from League Two, but then only two go down from League Two because you're you're exactly right. The absolute deadwood of the '92 that is left at the bottom of League Two every single season. It's the same teams. You get repeat offenders every single year. Holchester always stay up by the skin of their fucking teeth, which is really annoying. <laughs> but but they, 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 I don't think Colchester have finished higher than 18 for the last six years. And even their points total hasn't been hasn't been good. No, uh, the the it's, year it's, it's the, Deadwood. The year we went down, you know, they they skinned their teeth. Then uh, last mm. season they, they had an influx in January where they got they got that investment and they pulled away annoyingly. Uh, this year, well, they're three points above it again. Uh, I'd love to see them go down <laughs> um, for obvious re- for obvious reasons. But <laughs> the National League's got to change. I think it's got to be two up, uh, three up in total, two up automatically. Um, and annoyingly, Wrexham getting promoted last season has probably delayed that because I think if they had stayed down, I think that would have become a real talking point every season. If they were still in our league, I guarantee Ryan Reynolds and... McElhenney would have been banging on about banging on about that. They would have changed the rule. It would have become a Wrexham rule because they went up. The National League goes back into the shadows and it's a little bit forgotten about. So I hopefully they can start to pay attention to the National League as, as what it is, which is the the feeder of the of that pyramid. And yeah, more teams need to have a chance playing that football league. That's what makes the English Football League special. When you're introducing only two new teams every season you're just saturating the top all the time and it's just there's nothing happening in the bottom so yeah. I've been very, very valid absolutely mate absolutely well cheers for coming on anyway and giving us uh, I actually really happy with the masters because it's uh, sometimes you get some extreme answer you'll get someone say I want to go up this season now or <laughs> you'll get the opposite saying oh you know we're going to get relegated still the new owners are shit so <laughs> it's actually quite a nice start to um, our first guest so cheers for coming on mate yeah, I, appreciate that. That. I appreciate that Nice one. We'd have, to get, we'd have to get you back on. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a longer one, mate, at some point, definitely. Yeah, perfect. All right, cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers, mate. Nice one, mate. Peace See you soon. See you, sir. Bye. Ta, mate. All right. Mr. Dodd. Good evening, gentlemen. All right, Simon. How you doing? Are you all right? How are we doing? Not too bad, thank you. Can't complain. Well, I can do, but no one listens. There we go. <laughs> You're making your um your custom spat debut. Indeed, I know. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Indeed, I am, yeah. Well, as they say, you know, it's good to see the number one uh, podcast back. Off, <laughs> in the, 
Often um, in the States, he'd never bet us, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's it's quite nice to actually be getting messages from friends of mine who are not South End fans. Um, who are actually saying, oh, it's great. You must be looking forward to games now rather than thinking, oh, my Christ, what the hell, you know, is going to go on next time. So, Well, you could just focus on sudden, the football now, can't you? Indeed, you can. And it's just a case where we can go to a game and just think to yourself, we've actually now got a future. There is actually going to be change, not necessarily on the pitch. I don't think there's going to be too much there. But you just feel, though, that we're going to be going forward now. We're actually going to be looking, well, maybe this club has actually got a future that's going to be better than it has been before. Maybe it can't be much worse. But we just, <laughs> it just feels so much better. It just feels better. You could, you know, last Tuesday... I actually quite felt sorry for Oxford City because there was absolutely no way on God's green earth we were going to lose that game. You know, <laughs> the, there were there were six thousand there in the fifth tier of English football on a Tuesday night when there was football on television as well. And what does that tell you? And also, as well, I'm sure that will probably it's probably one of the questions you want to ask. But I just don't get how you can have a what of sixteen players in the fifth tier of, of English football which can't they can't be being played. Not being paid thousands per week, and how can we not be sustainable in these gates? I I don't mm. get it. Obviously, I we haven't seen the accounts for years, and you know I can't really say too much about accounts because we'll probably get sued. But the fact is that you know I just don't get how we can't be. I just can't get how we can't be on a good footing to just really push forward. It's just you know, I say exciting. You know, yesterday was the anniversary of the thirty third. 33 years since I actually went to my first game. And let's be honest now, back in 1990, Root was falling down around their ears then. And it would just be nice to actually see the place actually get sorted properly rather than mm. patched up all the time because we're always going to, you know, we're always going to be moving. You know, since the mid-80s, I remember seeing stuff in the Echo saying, oh, yeah, we'll be leaving here. We'll be moving to this place. We'll be getting this design stadium. We want to stay where we are, don't we? But we just want it better. I'm sure yeah. we can now. Yeah, just modernise it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I think from what people have been writing, and there's a lot more people that are a lot more intelligent about these sort of things than I, but they could move the pitch six foot towards the they stand off, you knock it down, and then build modular stadium, modular stands over the top of the foundations of what we've got. Then all of a sudden, you've got 15,000 in pretty good comfort being able to actually see the pitch properly and then actually make some money on, on game days. It does kind of wind me up when you see some of these grounds, like, for instance, Bromley, a friend of mine from work is a Bromley season ticket holder, and it's set up there that they can actually make money on a match day without too much of an issue. I've been doing a bit of ground hopping, like I'm sure you guys have, and I went to Holbridge. Lovely... Yeah, I've been to Holbridge and I've been to Haybridge, and they've got some. They've got lovely bars there, which are actually welcoming and want to take your money, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like a half-time, you go to either like the proper bar or, or a snack bar or something in the West End. And you think, no, I, I'm going to only spend 20 minutes waiting there, aren't I? And it's not the... Mm. the and have, the and have a stomachache afterwards. Well, this is it. it's not the star's fault. It's just, because it's just not set up properly, is it? And no. that's the way it is. But there we are. But we're all going to be positive now, boys, aren't we? So, there we are. Exactly we that, are, mate. Yeah. Full yeah, steam ahead now. So, <laughs> oh, it is full steam ahead, yeah. It's, you know... Um, looking at the consortium, for instance, I'm sure you've had your own opinions yourself, but it looks they look sensible, don't they? It's you've got six guys on there that actually seem to know what they're doing in different fields, and it just looks good for the future because you've got the continuity with Gary Lockett, but then you've got people there that've got real money behind them. You know, 
they're not millionaires, they're multi-millionaires, aren't they? And I appreciate you have to be that to own a football club nowadays, especially, you know, in the professional era, but they seem to know what they're doing. Every every statement has been concise to the point and what we really want to hear, don't we? Oh, when we're looking forward to it. will be done by the 1st of November and Tom Lawrence, John Steele and Kevin May will remain in post. The last 25 years of rubbish from, from Ratty, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I might, there is a part of me that might miss them wild and wacky statements but in a really sadistic <laughs> way. <laughs> no, you're right. Then there's a weird, I might miss that. I might miss the bullet points and when he, when he, what was it, didn't he compare himself to what those? He, he phrased the Rod Stewart song as it belongs when they found out what it was. Remember the Mick McCarthy one? Yeah, I'm going to weirdly yeah. miss that. I am going to miss that. Oh, Madison, he was absolutely steaming in all of them. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, anyway, <laughs> cheers, for, um, cheers for coming on. Um, you're, actually you our sec- you're actually our second guest at the moment. We've had, uh, we had Ollie on, and we're sort of asking three quite precise questions. You know, so there's obviously a load to talk about. We're not going to really delve into it deeply um, but we're going to go back to March when he announced that he was selling the club uh, mm-hmm. I guess up until the Oxford game really when it when it was announced it was being taken over um, what's been your stance throughout that whole time you know what was your um, you know so we, we're not going to talk about it here but obviously me and Wallace we weren't going this year we weren't going this season we was only going some away games we could we're obviously not buying anything what, what was your stance on it um well, I'm, I was sufficiently to get older last year and I renewed very, very late. I think it was like the Thursday before the season started when it actually looked like we were going to start the season. So I did renew the season ticket. I'm still in the West End with my son and he obviously wanted to as well. Um, I don't really go to away games uh, at the moment. I'll be honest with you, it's the time factor more than anything. It's so much going on, etc. But I appreciate why people didn't stay away. I liked the fact, though, that for the Oxford game, there were so many people that I knew saying, that's it, I'm back. Boycott's over, we're back and all that. And it just showed with, you know, it was an extra five, 600 people definitely on the uh, on the attendance. Um, a lot of soul-searching during the summer, actually, whether to renew, but it was kind of like at the end, of it, it was like, we are starting the season. I really want to do it. And then, obviously, with the Oldham game, I think I got my money's worth at my season ticket with that game, didn't I? So let alone what they've done so far, which I'm sure we'll get onto the players, but it's been phenomenal, really, in the in the circumstances. So, fingers crossed, that'll be first. That'll be, um, be going forward. But I don't blame anyone for, for not going. That's a personal choice. That's fair enough. It was just my choice. And it was a very, very late in the day that I decided to renew my season ticket. And no regrets, because we've had a good start to the season, no matter what how, how you actually look at it. Mm. And um, it's always going to go forward. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up 
about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I think you're saying there, soul searching is a very good, good, good term to use there, I think. You know, I think a lot of people went through that. Whether, mm. whether they, for want of a better phrase, caved in and went, I'm going to go actually decided, whether they stuck to their guns or whatever, I think that's a very good word for it. Um, well, I'll mention this later, but there was a game this season where I didn't go to. I drove past it. I had it on the radio in the car, drove past it, and um, that was difficult. That mm. was, it was the first time I thought I should be in there, and I, and I was like, do I, do I continue this? Um, I did. Yeah, uh, only until I had a free ticket, but um, yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. Um, yeah, it, it's everyone's choice, isn't it? It's a bit like you know, do you buy a replica kit? Well, I'm in my forties; it don't look very good on me. But the fact is that <laughs> it's a case of people can you know support them in different ways, isn't it? So, yeah. especially like the people when you got on their eat, mate. You know what I mean? I don't think it it's it's for my demographic, is it? So, but all power for people that you know want to do that. It's it's been tough, and I'll be honest with you. Who knows what these guys are going to be like? They've talked a good going so far in the in the very little things they've said, but the fact is they haven't said very much. Gives us all a little bit of you know, think. Well, yeah, maybe they're actually going to let the actual people who are paid to run the club run the club, mm. and we're going to actually have a proper board with actual with no one with over fifty one percent of the club. So they'll have to come to consensus on stuff, and then if yeah. people aren't working, like it happens in every other decently run club. They'll get rid of people that aren't doing their job and bring in other people. It's going to be weird, isn't it? It's going to be weird. Yeah. If actually it is, it is still quite on. surreal, isn't it, that this is this is yeah. happening to us? It is indeed. And all of a sudden, they're just proper plans. It's, you know, I think you can see it, though, with um, Kevin Mayer as well. You can just see the look on his face. He's like, you know what? I think I can actually do my job properly now. I thought job, I thought Kev summed it up perfectly after that um, that Oxford game with his tweet. It was tough times don't last, tough people do. And I and think they could have, all think three of them right. could have could have walked. They could yeah. have walked on so many occasions. But I, yeah, you know? you, you, you're exactly right enough. But I think that just that short and sweet post was just the the confirmation. Oh, I was never walking away from this. Nah, because he just knew that. Everything was in place for when he could actually do the job properly. And then all of a sudden, there's rumours on Shrimp Zone that there was there's a centre-back lined up and that was in the uh, North um, Team of the Week last week. And you think to yourself, well, yeah, that's the sort of play that we can look at. You know, you know, just in general, oh, yeah, OK, fair enough. Just the fact that we, we can do it, that we do again. It. We hmm. We can just function again. Exactly. We can actually look forward to actually having signings and then if someone came in with a £10 million uh, bid for <laughs> Harry Cardwell in January, you know, hey, they we, could, we Man City look like they Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could actually get someone in. Well, Man City look like they need, you know, backup because they can't score <laughs> goals. So I couldn't blame him, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I can't wait for he actually sign, make a proper stuff, an actual full-time signing. That's going to be a weird one because they're still loaned so far, aren't they? Or quite... Dave, but Dave Martin slightly different, but it's all he's non-contract. Yeah, because of the embargo, it's all still part time, or you know, it's non-contract. So, um, can, you imagine, first... can, you, can you imagine the fun that Matt Mundy and, and the guys who do all the um, social yeah. media had? If we like had say five or six players that are 
within the club that are signing new contracts, people like Jack Bridge and Nathan Ralph, uh, et cetera. And then a couple of signings, what he'd have the fun he'd have on one day doing all of it, you know, yeah. teasing on, twi on Twitter and then actually doing all the videos and that sort of thing, you know. How cool would it be for him rather than actually giving more and more bad news? It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd just yeah. explode, wouldn't it? Oh, I'll have getting yeah. work done as a better time. Yeah, well, you've, you've kind of touched it there. It's, just, it's going to lift everyone, you know, from, from them guys there to the people who work in the, you know, marketing team. For the people who work in commercial, people who work, you know, behind the scenes, it's going to lift absolutely everyone. So it's, yeah, it's um, it is still surreal. It is still surreal. Yeah, it's very surreal, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think but, we're um, going to get loads of players in though. That's what's it. I mean, you don't, don't, you don't think we, need, we we don't need loads, do we? We just need no. We need no. some. You, the team yeah, is good. The team, it, yeah, it just needs no problem at all. No depth. There's absolutely yeah. no depth to it whatsoever. If, um, if we can get if we can get that sort of that like for like quality in to to beef us up a little bit, then we'll be in a very good spot. But there is a there is an odd caveat to that where because we've been under this transfer embargo for so long, the group of players, albeit small, they've been together a long time. They've all been through all this shit together. Yep. And they've and they've clearly formed quite a strong bond out of it. It's a very close group. I'm confident enough in the management that we've got that they wouldn't sign potential bad apples. No. Nah. But you have no, got to be careful remember. now. You've got to be careful because if you sign someone and they want to come in and start rocking the boat, you're out the, your feet won't touch the floor, mate. And I actually think we've got the sort of old school changing room that will do that. They'll be like, no, yeah, you, yeah. Ain't, you ain't for us. I couldn't agree more. It's just the case of that first 11, not got much of a problem with whatsoever. And you've got players like Jack Wood and Ollie Coker, I think, of steps up to McTronic when they could have crumbled young kids and they're doing very, very well. But it'd be good to actually rotate. It'd be good to actually have a plan B, C and D, whereby we could go, say, four at the back and three up front or something, rather mm -hmm. than just play the same way and just we'll swap him for him and him for him and that's all we can do. Harry Taylor at the back has been an absolute revelation. He should, looks like he should have been playing there all his career. Um, but if he gets injured, like, you know, when we had a couple of suspensions, we just had nothing left, did we? And we had three on the bench and one of them was unfit and this sort of thing. And and now we've got no depth whatsoever. If we got a couple of injuries, we'd be back to square one again. So I think mm. it was a case of just four or five players. And I think that's his lot. I don't think he really won a massive squad anyway. Do you remember when they took over? They brought in a load of players, but um, they had a load of players still under contract that, Obviously, they couldn't ship out and they had to wait to the end of the season to get rid of yeah. them. I don't think he quite enjoyed that, to be quite honest, because you've used the phrase bomb squad before. Uh -huh. and he didn't <laughs> really do that because I don't think he's his kind of thing. But there was obviously a five or six players who weren't going to have any future. And I don't think Kevin and the other boys really like that. So just think they want a, a smaller squad. If it's 20 plus a couple of youngsters, you know, like Brooklyn, I can't pronounce his surname, you know, the centre back. People yeah, like him who can then get a bit of actual thing. We'll, and then go, maybe, we'll go with Brooklyn. Yeah, there you go. And then, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to insult anyone. But if actually said, we just want to get to the stage whereby that we can actually start putting together a proper B team like they've been promising for, you know, last two or three years. So we can actually start doing that. So when they actually are ready, they go straight in the first and you don't even see the, uh, mm. see the join. It's, a, it's another fair point you make. And 20 is the number that I've had in my head. And as you say, there yeah. you've got, and I think if you've got maybe a veteran 
and a couple of youngsters that dip in uh, as and where they can, then I think that is kind of your perfect number because what we've done this season, it's not enough. We've obviously been depleted. You can't go through a full season like that. Yeah. You do need that that 20. But I've kind of, I've looked at other teams. I've looked at previous seasons that we've had where we've had much bigger squads. And there is always yeah. that question of how do you keep all these players happy? The players, we, as well. the, yeah. the, the players that we got right now pretty much know they're going to play every week. Yep. So by keeping it a very small group, you keep it a happier group. And you look at, you, you go back to the, the back-to-back promotions under Tilly. That was a very small squad, but it was full very of quality. Yep. Yeah, you could, you know, when he actually had money to spend within the championship, that's when he started going a little bit wrong, didn't it? But, that's the, that's the conversation for another day. But you, you're dead right. Is that you don't really want to actually spoil it too much. And I'll be honest with you, I think we can safely say they know what they're doing when it comes to recruitment. Just with a couple of, um, you know, a couple of exceptions, I think they've all been spot on. Mm. So um, between that period of Pumura pulling out or falling, you know, collapsing, and this consortium coming up, so the real doom and gloom moments. Mm. Uh, what did you honestly think was going to happen? Well, you've got to be an optimist to be a South End fan. Let's be honest now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've always you've always got to think there's going to be a brighter tomorrow. And I'll be honest with you, I looked at it in two ways. One, with the heart to actually say, well, there's no way it can die. It can't do it. It's over 100 years old. Something's going to happen. Something always has done. You know, you read the history. We came very close in the early years of going under because... You know, literally just didn't make any money. They just didn't get the crowd, et cetera, et cetera. But something always turned up. Obviously, we're in different things. But I just looked at it with my head going, there's potential there. It's in a massive, you know, Stephanie and I is in a massive catchment area. You know, the city area is only growing bigger. You know, I live in Westcliff and it, there's flats and that's some buildings going up all the time. But the population says the catchment area is for a club and people must look at the cold, hard facts of that. In a stadium that's not particularly fit for purpose, don't get me wrong, love roots all, all this said it, glad we're staying, etc. It's not fit for purpose for the 21st century, it's barely for the 20th century. <laughs> and the fact is that it's there must there's the potential there. They've they've seen it and and I've got there must be someone who's gone, you know what? I like I love a challenge. And this is what Justin Reason said. I love a challenge. If it wasn't the challenge here, I don't think I would have bothered. I'd always say that someone would have come in and gone, look, I think there is a there's a club there. There is there is something we can do it and put it into business thing. If they then turn this around, get a stadium built, get it, get the club back into the football league, it will be worth more money than what they pay for it. I know to put the the emotion out of it, because you know, you don't you, you know, you wouldn't thought of someone just buying it to sell it on again. It will be worth more money. So mm-hmm. they will make a profit. And you think to yourself, well, why wouldn't they do that? Mm. And if you can get 6,000 people on a Tuesday night, what do you reckon we could get if we were challenging at the right end of the table by Christmas? Imagine we've got the Boxing Day game, Barnet at home. Eight, 9,000 easily. Yeah. If we're challenging. No, but we, we've seen that so many times before, and it is a phrase that does get used quite a lot. But for Southend United in the fifth tier, we are a sleeping giant. Yeah. And this but is... we all will be deserved to be because we've not been run properly, have we? No. We've just not no, been run we, properly. 
we'd been put to sleep. By someone taking their eye off the ball, by chasing something else and not letting football people run a football club. And the mm, end of the day... That's becoming a theme not with the people we're speaking to, isn't it? It is. And it's just going to be great. And I can't wait to actually see a club that actually will be going the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I am... Um, I'm, I say, I'm not going to ask the question of, you know... How did, how did you feel when he got announced it was getting taken over? That's pretty obvious. But I'm going to jump the gun a bit and ask, what do you feel? Like, you've touched on it there, really, but what do you feel the future holds right now? I think, to be quite honest, we're actually going to have a proper club that's run properly that will actually challenge. And let's be honest now, this league is bloody hard to get out of. And some thought of, of actually shown it's very easy to drop out of it. Um, other clubs had Chesterfield, didn't they? They actually went, they'd been down to the Panorama North and come back up again, haven't they? Or did I get that wrong? But I, 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 no, I, I think they might have got saved during that COVID year. Yeah. They got saved yeah. by it, but they were But very they were really down the bottom. And if you yeah. run it properly, all of a sudden you can challenge it. And I'll be honest with you, even this season, I know Chesterfield have done very well so far. And literally, I think they got more, more um, points per games than Wrexham did at this time last year. Love a stat. Um, I don't think they're that brilliant. Could be wrong. They could run away with it. And there's, I think it's a very, very open league. And I don't see why we can't, if we get the players in, we do. And if we get a bit of luck, we can't have a good go at the playoffs this year. And even if we do like we did last year, just fall short, they'll say, you know what? We've got something to build on here. We've got players in that are under contract that we won't need. We need evolution, not revolution again next, next summer. And we can have a proper go at it with a future because there's no guarantees in football. No. We've been promoted before where we didn't deserve it. We missed out on promotion when we definitely did deserve it. So that's football. But I seriously think though that we can just actually have a, a team that we've already got a team that we can be proud of. But I think we're going to get a club that we can be proud of now. And I think that's really all we can ask for, isn't it? Certainly at this thing. Unless either of you two become a billionaire or we can buy our way out of it. So, you know. <laughs> You wouldn't want me running it, mate. Leave me. <laughs> no, you, you get the money, you just give it to people. You know what I mean? Get people to run it. Delegate That's farms. That's what good businessmen do. That's what true, I want them to do. Yeah. And you, I'm, I'm sure that's true because people say just put onions in the burgers, things like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. When are we you, getting chips back? It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> go, down to the, go down to the fish out. Yeah. Not chips, go to the fish out. Come on. Come on, play the game. It, it, yeah, you've touched it there though, like being proud of the club. Like you say, that it's 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 been a very strange season because it's probably the most proud I've been of the team. Like watching when I've watched them play, it's it's it they blow my mind to be honest. Like, I can't describe it any other way. It blows my mind how good they are, considering there's a squad of fifteen core players. The, the no pre-season they have. It's it honestly. Yeah, yeah we went. We, I went woke on Saturday. And um, I don't, I don't really know how well they're doing this year. They might not be as good. For the last two years, they've been a pretty good team. Mm. Um, yeah. And I'd like to think we made them look extremely. I'm not even going to say average. Actually, below average. Um, they didn't touch us. Yeah, it's you can see the last two games we've played. The two managers have actually come out and said they've played the better teams, one etc. And it's not been a, a long time since we've actually had that, even on unbeaten runs we've had in the last few years 
we've not really had that kind of like general thing. Yep, tried our best. Better team won. We have to go again. There's nothing you more you can say about it. And let's be honest now. It's like I suppose because we haven't actually had the turnover of players, they know exactly how we need to play. They know them inside out. The management team know the players inside out. They know exactly what they want out of them. And all of a sudden they keep saying, "Oh yeah, Daz Curry came up with his attacking play. That's why we scored from the corner." It's like, oh yeah, that's what other clubs do, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing that all of a sudden we just seem to be doing just stuff like this. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what team we put out on Saturday because obviously there's been a few knocks and knocks and bumps, yeah. etc., that kept people out. And um, I think I saw on Twitter that Noor's um, been called up by Afghanistan and he's actually training with them. Oh, so, was he? Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, I saw it. I don't know whether that's actually the, the true or anything, but then he'll be a massive miss because... As we've already alluded to, there's no depth to actually replace it. No. Because we've got one other central midfielder, and that's where Storm looks. So great. But then there's no one else on the bench to replace Who's on it, the bench? There? That'll be three yeah. subs again. And we can, <laughs> it's, the, it's the FA Cup, so we can play seven as well, don't we? Oh, can we? Great. <laughs> yeah. That's I, useful. I think if, rightly, I think it is. Yeah, I think we play, just didn't Matt Dennis get his chance off the bench in the FA Cup? Scored and then after yeah, he that, did. He, he scored that. On. He scored that yeah. worldly, didn't he? Exactly. And he wouldn't have been on the bench um, if we didn't have seven subs. Because back then we actually had a swap, didn't we? So he said, "Oh, he just you know you have to bang on there." But I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll be filling out with under 18s or something. I think if, that, if just, that was a requirement, the league, that, it? that yeah. you actually had to put seven subs in. I'm being deadly serious. I think Kev will be on the bench. Because I don't think wouldn't come got... on, but oh, no, they wouldn't come on. But I think he'd name himself as a sub. Because I don't think we've got because yeah. 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 there isn't like an abundance of kids anymore. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't I don't know who we would fill these these spaces with if it I was think a requirement. A cup side. I think Brooklyn's cup side as well. I think right. I don't know people know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, well, magic of the FA Cup. I'd, I'd I'd assume that because it's the FA Cup, they might allow us to put, put the kids on the bench. So I'd assume you're going to have yeah, a bench kids who no one knows, to be honest with you. But that's why exactly. that's why I'd assume. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Actually, we didn't ask any of this, but I'm going to ask you a question. Go on. If he was, if if you could, if you could give the management and players a message now, what would you say? Congratulations on what you've done so far. Keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I don't I don't think we need to tell the football department what to do. They know exactly no. what they need to do. They just need the resources to do it, you know. It's you know, get the training pitch sorted out of boots and laces because you know, we've had some decent weather so far, so they can train at Route Sol, but it's not gonna last that much longer because it is England. But we need to actually have that so they can train properly over there and save the pitch because the football is good. You know, you could sell that going back to the Oxford City game. Is that the amount of long balls they were putting forward because we were pressing high, but we were playing it through the lines on the deck. And it's great to actually see, but unless he's got a decent pitch, the management team can't tell them how to play that. All of a sudden, we have to keep lumping it and that. And well, you know, we haven't, we've only got Harry Carwell to do that. And then, you know, I don't think you, you like actually going up for headers every 10 seconds with an elbow in the back of his head, but they just need to keep going. It's simple as that. They've done so well, you know. 
if you would stop the season now and say who would be player of the season, you'd probably give four or five different names, wouldn't you? Yeah. Without a doubt, because they've, they've played so well as a collective. But they just need to keep going. Long old season left, don't they? Yeah, that Long is true. That is true. The, the football we play is so good. Like I'm, I'm genuinely entertained watching the football we play. It doesn't always work, and that's sometimes the way no. the opposition play. Ironically enough, the team who I think far at the bottom of the league, um, they beat us and they made it really difficult for us. They they yeah. made they they set up perfectly against us. They yep. they they knew how to do it. Ironically, they've the been, yeah, but they've been promoted from an, um from a regional league. Which you've got right, big players. You're lumping it forward. You play. You play for the second balls, etc. You guys know your football. You know, I'm not teaching you anything. And the fact is, they know exactly how to get out of that that league. When you come up to the Vanara, uh, the actual Vanarama National League, it's a little bit better because you will get a better class of player. So they will. That's probably why they're being found out. I would imagine they'll probably sort themselves out. But we'll go down out of this league. It's it's easier. To drop out of it in your thing, unless you oh, get yeah. yourself sorted out. I'm just glad though that we've already played. I think three of the four clubs that have actually got a 4G pitch, haven't we? So we shouldn't have to worry about that for much longer. So mm. it's good. They wind me up. They're great at low levels, no, but no. they come to this sort of level, playing yeah. Yeah. yeah, playing Yeah, I've, I've got, think... a, I've got a, um, an opinion on them. I think if you're a full-time club, um, you, should, you shouldn't be allowed it. I understand yeah. a team like Dawkins, you know what? Fair play. You're in the league, but you're part time, fair enough. If you're a full time club, you should not be allowed to have that. Yep. Yeah. I appreciate they make a lot of money out of them. You know, we've already mentioned whole um what's it? Sorry, Haybridge. Yeah, Haybridge have got the um four G pitch and you could sell that they use it an awful lot for other things, etc. But once you're at this level, you're like National League South, you can actually, you know, have a drink in the sand, can't you? Once you go up a level, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Take out the 4G, mate. Put some grass down. Put some grass down. Put some grass down. <laughs> well, um... I just hope, though, just, just on that, though, just the last thing, though, is that I just hope, <laughs> though, that we talk about training pitches. This is how they get the new training pitches sorted out. There was a picture there. They don't. Yeah, no, they don't. Good Nick, do they? And that was two million? Two million? So, yeah, so, two, so two million of some, someone else's money, I believe. So, yeah. <laughs> it's. Two million quid, and they're just basically worse than you know Hackney Marshes at the moment, aren't they? Well, they've it's, never it's taken good. like because it's new. It, it it was seeded from new, and it's it's not like tending to your garden that already exists, or even a football pitch that already exists. It's new, and it hasn't been allowed to grow properly. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be some sort of gardener. I don't have a clue yeah. how you do it, but I know what it looks like, and it it, it's, it doesn't look good. No. Yeah, because it's a hybrid one as well, isn't it? When it got the mm. plastic stuff in it as well, not as much as the Premier League ones, but you know, you've got to maintain the damn things like anything, I suppose, isn't it? You know, you've got yeah. to maintain it, but this is it. Like that just... is because you know, eventually they'll need the land for boots and laces to actually mm -hmm. build houses on. So mm -hmm. Rat Boy can get you get the 20 million to get to the consortium, can't it? Just just add <laughs> it to the, the, the long list of things that have been neglected. Yeah. So we're yeah. not going to mention the soccer dome then, or is that for another podcast? The, the what? The what? The soccer dome. <laughs> the soccer dome. The, the, the rusting pile of metal that's always in the background <laughs> of the interview. I mean, there's always been... just, just money down the drain. Yeah, yeah. There's always been that's that rumor in there that the uh, obviously it's rusted so much that the 
was it the the, like the instructions, so to speak? Of, Basically, of the, the big instructions, because it would be like obviously I don't know, like how you build flat pack furniture, like you put the two number ones together, the two number exactly. that had all got yeah. it all got so rusty that you yeah. couldn't read it. But also as well though is that it's <laughs> it's still worth a million quid on the balance sheet of the football club, which I think always comes in handy. But uh, there we are. <laughs> cool. Oh dear, dear. That's something we still got all that nonsense to sort out. But um, mm. this is the start now, so we can we can fly now. We certainly can. There's, there's the bits like around Roots all like through the car park where they started building, they put down the bases for flats and that mm. sort of thing. That's all got to be sorted out. I think there's problems with that bit now too, because that's not quite part of the Roots all site and that sort of thing. And I think someone else have done a mention on on Twitter. All the housing, all the you know the shops that are on Victoria Avenue, we don't think they're actually owned by Roots All Limited or South United Limited. So, what's he going to do with them? You know, you know, you know, you know what? As, plan, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. But as long as he hasn't got his his grubby mitts on Roots All, he can, he can do what he wants with Pizza Man or whatever the fuck he's called. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he can do what he wants with that. There you go. That's that's, that's our treat to him. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll be around for much longer, if truth be known. I've said this to you, Ed, is that I think he's, it wouldn't surprise me if he's asked that for sale before the end of the year. No. Not a bit wise, man. Yeah, Good whatever. Luck, hopefully. Hopefully he's the last yeah. time we can... Uh, well, so I the thing is, I, I, don't, I don't care about him now. Yes, yeah, He's it. gone. We care he's about other things. We're all looking forward, aren't we? He's in the like rearview mirror. Scott, He's gone. A bit like Yonu, Scott, isn't it? We all got to look forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's exactly. Obviously, baby on the way, Texas, so that's all we have to worry about. A new fan coming along, yeah. That, that, trust me, that and that baby would have been brought up staunch Martin out. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just hope by the time the Letland's uh, old enough to worry about these sort of things, that it's a, a distant memory. <laughs> actually doing an awful lot better with the club that we actually, you know, be proud of, because... I always remember, I will say this, I know we're running over a bit here. First time I took my little and uh, he's 12 and a half now. And first time I took him to Roots Hall, fantastic day. A bit over, over, overwhelming for him. Um, but you'll never forget it. You say that you'll never forget your first day. But when you take your, you take your son or daughter for the yeah. first game at Roots Hall, it is a big deal. And you will take a while to come down from it because it's just like, I've been going here for so long. Mm-hmm. This is exactly and he's four years now for season to get older um i love to say i like to say he loves it um he <laughs> does he does but i think now it's that we can actually start having a scene that he can actually do it you know on holiday mm-hmm. he was actually telling you know when they get like mates on holiday he was actually saying yeah i'm a season to get older so i think it's like oh okay there's okay, a weird now. little then that that will come back. There'll be a weird sort of a bit of a a local pride attached to being a South End fan because like where I, I yeah. do my bits of football coaching, um, you don't see many kids wearing a South End kit anymore. There's a few, but it's yeah. all West Ham, Tottenham, Arsenal, like City. I want to see because I was that kid that yeah. was sort of the only one that was stood there in a South End kit amongst all the the Man United kits. I want to see that coming back. Yeah. I think we will, as long as we get some stock in the uh, in the structure, but... <laughs> Yeah, as long as we've got some. <laughs> but, exactly, but I think when the demand's there, I think Macron will sort it out, won't I? So, 
I think it will be. It's all good. But congratulations again, Scott. Um, Thank you, man. I know. That was great news. Great news. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. Good, uh, good positive spin to end it there. Yeah, so, it uh, certainly is. Well, thanks, well, thanks yeah. a lot, folks. Thank it's, you, mate. Um, yeah, much appreciated um, for inviting me on there. It's great. And just keep up with the good work, guys. You know, we need these sort of things. And you talk about local pride. These are the sort of things that we do. And it's brilliant. Thanks a lot. Mm. Uh, cheers. Well, we'll, appreciate we'll, we'll get you on for a, we'll get you on for a, a full one. Yeah, you know, we're just doing something a bit different today. We're doing, I guess, the good news. So, um, we'll get you on what for a full one. We're trying to we're trying to be a bit of a bit of a radio show tonight, which is very out of character. No, that's good. No, what you're doing is you're sharing the love, aren't you? And that's what we've got to do. We've yeah, go on. We'll, 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 all, we'll go with that. We're all in a good mood. That's the episode title. Got to do that. Sharing the love. Blimey. Nice one, mate. Anyway. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.